Hello and welcome to Weekend Rental episode 25. We are the Gaming and Geek Culture Podcast. My name is Ryan and today I'm joined as always by Andy. Hey. And Justin. Hey everyone. Alright, so before we get into the Byron Burn, I just thought I would touch on kind of an important milestone for the podcast. We are recording this end of June, uh, June 19th. This will go live the week following. Um, and then last July was the very first upload this podcast ever did. So congratulations, fellas. We're a year old. Doesn't feel like it felt like yesterday. <laughs> it That's true. Like, it feels like we just started this thing. It's crazy to think that it's been going on a year already. And hopefully we can get uh, a couple more years out of the deal. We'll see. Or maybe yeah. we'll all go insane or kill each other. Yeah, this is kind of like a battle royale podcast. Whoever, <laughs> yeah, whoever can put up with the other ones the longest is the winner. <laughs> it's very accurate. Uh, all right, so as always, uh, you can find our podcast on Google Play and iTunes. Hey, if you like what you're listening to, leave us a review on those platforms. It really helps us out. You can find everything weekend rental at weekendpodcast.com. And let's dive right into. Byron Burn. Uh, so Byron Burn, for those of you who don't know, is the recurring segment of the podcast where we each pick a video game for a given system. We'll all play those games individually, and at the end of this, we'll decide which ones we would personally buy, rent, or burn. So this time out, uh, the selections are all for the Super Nintendo. Andy has gone with Kirby's Dream Course. Justin has gone with Sim Ant. And I've selected Total Carnage. So we're kind of all over the board with this one. Simulation, golfing, and mayhem. Uh, let's go back up to the top with Andy's pick, uh, Kirby's Dream Course. So I'll read a little description on this. Uh, scan the course and check out the obstacles ahead. Get ready for the most surprising game play imaginable in Kirby's battle against King Dedede. Uh, the checkerboard challenge brings outrageous hazards and bizarre surfaces. Warp panels instantly transport you to new and exciting challenges. Conveyor belts provide higher levels of adventure. Turntables take the action in a whole new direction. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess that's that's probably point on. That's that's pretty much the game, right? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, we kind of had like an unspoken rule about not picking first party Nintendo games because I know of their usual quality. But I, I figured this that. one's a little bit like off off the course. Forgive my it's pun. weird how Nintendo. Ooh, I like the <laughs> pun. That was good. I liked that. Uh, it is funny how, like, uh, especially at the end of a cycle, uh, system cycle, like life cycle, Nintendo gets like if they're going to do something weird with any franchise, it's always Kirby. Just like they'll always like throw Kirby under the bus with like the final release on like whatever system. <laughs> yeah, because he's done like tilt and tumble. He's done this. It's it's yeah, just strange. Just, he, it's always the last year of a console he gets a game for sure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it's, it's golf or pool, I guess. Kind of, I, or I, I almost, game. yeah, kind of puzzle-ish. I would, I would say more pool than golf just because it's like, uh, you can bounce off the, the boundaries Yeah, much more like pool. Um, mini golf. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> mini golf. 
it's almost um, Marble Madness, really, in a lot of the feel and look of it to me. Yeah. You're just not controlling the marble directly. <laughs> right. Overall. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It, it's, it's okay for what it is, but at the end of the day, it's not what I think it disappointed a lot of people when sure. they brought that home with Kirby on the cover, you know? It's fun for the first, like, five holes, I would say. And then after that, oh, this is what the game is. <laughs> I feel like back yeah. before it would have been quite a bit more fun like with two people. Now, I think I'd get bored of it, like you said, within five, even with two people. Yeah. I think, like, the thing with it is, like, it has the the level of, like, polish and cuteness that Kirby brings to the table. Like, the, the visual aesthetic is great. The characters have a lot of emotion and that feel. The music is solid. I think the thing that really hampers it is like you could tell that while they put a lot of thought into the game, they they kind of omitted some key things. And I think in a game like this, the thing that they really forgot to consider is the isometric view makes it kind of impossible to scope out a level if you haven't played it before. So it's kind of trial and error. And then the other thing is, is in a game like this, there needs to be a way to, if you're, to me, if, it, if you're going to make a control successful, you need a way to gauge um, your power level better, right? Like, you know, like a good golfing game when you're on the green, like there's a grid on, on the ground. I mean, cause you can, you kind of have to like anticipate based on what you've played before, how steep a slope is to get Kirby where he needs to be. And it, it becomes way more of a guessing game than a skill game sooner than it should. Yeah, that's a really good point because you don't really have a good feel of the physics of, of the, you know, area really <laughs> mm -hmm. because of the view, I would say probably more than anything. My biggest thing was what you mentioned where you couldn't see the, the whole course or whatever right? before you hit. So you didn't know where you're, where Kirby was going to end up, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's enough buttons on the SNES controller, especially that they didn't use for this game, where that could have been an easy button pop mm -hmm. out and like scope it out. I mean, that seemed like a natural. Yeah. Plus, why are we hitting Kirby? Like, that's... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he didn't deserve this. Well, I mean, he might have. And it's he literally like, it's, looks like a punching bag. It's, <laughs> it's like a solid whack, too. Like, that's like the most... It's like, darn, 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 whack, you know? Yeah. It looks like it hurts. Yeah. <laughs> Poor <laughs> fluff ball. <laughs> it's just amazing, too, like, how the difficulty, like, I, I mean, playing this now, it ramps up quick, but as a kid, like, I can't imagine. Like, they introduced by the second stage, second course, like, so many new abilities in difficult shots that if you might made it past the third hole on the second course... Like at, at 10, like you must have been pretty skilled. Yep. My son, I mean, he's only four years old, but this is one of his go-to games on the Super Nintendo Mini. Okay. And he plays the first level and then he quits. He goes <laughs> to the next game. That's Success. how he plays this game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it. it's kind of mini golf, right? Like is probably the best way. Yeah, that it plays. I think like the thing that's nice with the gameplay is the hole isn't static, right? It it depends on the order that you kill the enemies in. So really, yep. there's more than one way to solve the puzzle. There's the best way, um, but there's certainly multiple outcomes, which helps. Yeah. 
That said, I kind of want to see what a speed run of this game is. That has to be kind of crazy. Yeah. I'm sure there are some people that are just insanely good at this game. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think I liked this more as a kid than I do now, like revisiting it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I never played it before, so. But now but I would, you love it? Well, I think I would as a kid, yes. <laughs> yeah. It, it was just like such a late release. Like, I think a lot of people kind of missed it. This and like Kirby's Dream Land 3 were both like, actually every Kirby game for the most part went mostly unnoticed in the Super Nintendo. I guess <laughs> Kirby's like what superstar is probably the most commonplace. And still even expensive. that was like even that was like middle to end. Yeah, it's like they forgot about Kirby and so they're like, well, we got nothing else. Let's like throw <laughs> four Kirby games or well, three. Well, the Poyo Poyo too. That was on. There oh, too. that's right. The Kirby's Avalanche. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, he carried the last three years <laughs> as they worked on the Ultra 64, I guess. Yeah. And then, <laughs> then it took forever to get a game out on there. So. <laughs> yeah. Curse of Kirby. He's always like their little scapegoat. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's move on to Justin's pick, Sim Ant. Um, I will read a description on this. Uh, so experience life as an ant. Fight for queen and colony. Face hungry spiders and menacing hordes of enemy ants. Eat yummy caterpillars and drive those yucky humans out of the house. Based on real ants, Sim Ants has the depth and play of serious gaming challenge to really drive you buggy. Sim Ant is about the closest you'll get to being an ant without growing more legs, removing your brain, and living in a hole in the ground. It's true, though. It's totally that accurate. <laughs> I've always wanted yeah, to so do that. <laughs> <laughs> this game, um, it kind of reminds me of, you know, on PC you have um, the Age of like Empires and stuff, to an extent. Um, not nearly as complex. <laughs> and it's yeah, I remember in Age of Empires that, digging but... a hole in the ground and impregnating the queen and just having her turn out babies. <laughs> Just get food twenty four seven. Yeah, find random, pretty close. random people to join <laughs> on on console. Dumb down quite a bit. Um, it's actually kind of tough to play. Mm -hmm. Once you get the controls down and learn how to not have your aunt die all the time, then it gets to be a little bit more fun. Am I the only one who spent like? 30 fucking minutes trying to figure out how to get the ant back out of the hole. Okay, I am. No, okay. You just, you just click the top of the hole. Right? No, yeah. it did not. It, no, you, that's not how it works. That didn't work for me. Yeah, I had to go to the menu and go surface view close. I, it, really? No, I couldn't do it. Yes. My first time I had to do that. And then after that, I could just click out well, on the hole. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I about stopped there. I persevered for the sake of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I could not figure out for the life of me how to actually eat. I like, I always go to like the little green dot, which I assumed was the food. Yeah, and then I would just sit there and try to figure out what you're supposed to do. Yeah, I guess you have to call for them to come feed you. Yeah, you got to feed the queen and then have people come feed yep. you. Yeah, it's weird. But 
I like the idea, the presentation, and the music of this game. I just hate it as a game. Because <laughs> it's not fun. The, I'm, I'm sorry. The menu system is, is real tough to know what's happening, too. Because, like, there's the three options for outside on, like, top view or whatever. And then yeah. three different options. Like, I don't know what that means. But. Well, I assume the end goal is to infiltrate the house, correct? Like, you eventually win those, like, chunks of the yard over to, like, get inside. I, I don't know for sure. I it's to get rid cool. of the other ants, I think. Yeah, get rid of the other ants is what I was under the impression. I didn't actually finish it because yeah. that would take a long time. I think you do but, have to run the humans out eventually, though. Okay, maybe. And then you like win the game. I, I could be wrong. I know. Uh, the more land you take over, the more ants you have mm-hmm. as your army to go battle. I guess. Yeah. I went and took on the the red ants and killed quite a few, but. Ended up dying many times and gave up. Yeah, I didn't have any any success against them. I could barely take out a spider at that point. <laughs> that point. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even really get that. I don't. I didn't kill anything. I just this was not my I stayed game. In I'm your sorry. House. <laughs> and these game these games are not like. Let's be honest. They're not best on. A console, console like this i mean and no. i just yeah it was not it was not for me like i said the presentation was awesome like that death screen too when you're dead there's just like the weird <laughs> like horrific bundle of ants like that was sweet but i liked all of it it was very charming i just didn't enjoy playing it yeah it's it's very tough to play these games on console yeah just the movements and buttons and not sure what anything does yeah I, I saw that you can like beat this game in like a half hour on PC and it's oh, like, really, yeah, not even close to that on super Nintendo, just because <laughs> of the, I'm sure the moving around and you know, all the different crank up the runtime. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I wonder what beating this game looks like. What do you get as an achievement for winning his name? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. No, it's cool. I, I, I like the concept. It was, it's worth checking out. I just, it, man, it's one of the more interesting like sim games. Yeah, out of that yeah. series for sure. Yeah, definitely. It's more like a. It's almost like the precursor to Civilization, a little bit, kind of. Or Age of Empires, yeah, like that type of style, I guess. It, yeah, is that like idea? It's nothing at all like the game, but no. Because, yeah, you're right, because it almost becomes an RTS, like, in, like, the conquest aspect of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. If you, you build have up to your... the pesky ants and feeding them. And... Yeah, yeah, it's it's basically only one reason. I mean, it's food to gather one unit, you know? That's it's a pretty simple RTS, I guess. But Right. Plus, it saves you from uh, having to grow those extra legs and tossing out your brain to do it, so. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about the final game here, my pick, Total Carnage. Uh, Description, Captain Carnage is in charge of your force. All right, he is your force. That's right. One man against the entire army. If you need better odds, this isn't your game. Here's your mission. With your one-man ground force, you must stop Mad Director bent on destroying the world, rescue civilians, eliminate key targets, and destroy General 
Ock boobs. Okay. Uh, Bionuclear generators, uh, which he is using to create his endless mutant army. Um, on your side, an awesome arsenal of 21st century weapons, m- more destructive or most destructive weaponry. So, I mean, that's an interesting premise to this game, but really all you need to know is this is a game <laughs> where you just shoot stuff. Uh, this was an arcade game ported over to a number of consoles back in the day. Uh, it plays, I think the best way to describe it is it plays like Smash TV crossed with Bro Force. Like to me, this is Bro Force on the super nintendo with a top-down view um and i have like a weird fascination with this game it's i don't know it's it's not a good solo game i will say that but like with another buddy it's hard not to get some laughs out of this oh it's so over the top it's insane yeah yeah it's constant power-ups like constant cheesy cutscenes. it's like the dude looks like your main character looks like the gears of war guys where like his neck is like four times the size of his <laughs> skull it's just it's so over the t- all all the female characters have like bikinis and like cleavage everywhere it's and they're it's very 80s <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh yeah it's it's good it's mindless fun i guess what did you guys think have you played it before i have never played in the arcade but i've played this version before um yeah. Yeah, it's it's a blast. It has to be like a direct sequel to Smash TV. That's what it feels like, right? It does feel like it, yeah. Like there's even like the I buy that for a dollar from Total Recall or whatever. Right. But he was also in the Smash TV guy one. So I'm pretty sure it's the same guy, maybe? I don't know. Could be. I'd never played it before. Um I I like the controls for it. I think the way the shooting worked was really well for this mm. um just worked really good on on the super nintendo yeah so for uh, anyone who hasn't played it it's basically like a dual d-pad scenario where like abxy controls your directional fire in eight directions i guess so yeah took me a second to figure out because i was like why am i just shooting down because <laughs> normally you know like, <laughs> That would be the shoot button, and then arrows would shoot in the direction. But, it's a yeah. vertical scrolling shooter where you have to shoot backwards all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it was kind of nice, like the, the power ups too. You got the like the speed burst with the shoes, and then just the the different. Um, I don't. It must be like warp pads or something that you pick up, and move into a different against bosses. Mm-hmm. Then I assume you could skip them and keep going on the level. I don't know. I ended up going in there. Yeah, kind of like as you progress, like from what I remember, I didn't get that far this go around, but as playing this as a kid, like it becomes important to memorize like which warp pads take you where, because like you want to go through like the least destructive route to the end boss, uh, which makes a difference. But I think even as a kid, I don't think I made it past stage three. Like it's just it's an arcade game. It's punishingly hard and they didn't give you like an extra continues option or anything with this game. It's straight ported over all the brutality and difficulty intact. Yeah, it's hard as balls. <laughs> yes. And and then not to give you the fact that I mean you get a few continues, right? 3 maybe. I Three don't know. 3 or remember. 4. Yeah. yeah. But after that, oh, game over, you know. Where if you're going to make that game today, it's not you you might do the whole credit thing, but it's unlimited credits, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, it's too bad they didn't give you that option that. to at least see like the ridiculous stuff that I'm sure comes up later on in the game. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, it's one of those games like there's not a whole lot to say about it. It's just like mindless, over the top, stupid 80s carnage, I guess. And, you know, it's not a game I, I think you would pick up and play for long periods of time, but it's cool to throw in, especially if you got a buddy next to you to play it for, you know, 30 minutes and walk away. Mm-hmm. It's it's quite the package. It's, it definitely like, especially having recently played Brawl Force again, I was like this had to have been like a major inspiration like the dudes who made bro force like it's 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 so close like in just tone that oh oh for sure yeah i don't remember this one coming up in like the whole video game violence debate back in oh, the that's day a good you know point. where this <laughs> seems yeah. like this one would have been high up on that list if parents really <laughs> saw their kids playing this one for sure yeah i hadn't even thought about that but it is or in a Super Nintendo game, very gory. Yeah. Did this green get a Genesis green blood? Board? But uh no, I don't believe so. Okay. So Super Nintendo and Jaguar, I'm sure it made it somewhere else, but <laughs> really Jaguar? Yeah. They uh when they op- made it open source near the end, you could just publish whatever you want, like somebody jumped on and like ported it and it's kind of expensive actually. I'll own it one day. Does that does that technically count? Is it like somebody at Midway that did that then? Yeah. Or whatever. No, yeah. It's like a legit, somebody took the, took huh. it on and published it as a port. I don't know if Midway had any part in it or if it was just somebody trying to make a quick buck. But yeah, it was kind of like that last gasp because they had a lot of 2E games where they just used the one Motorola processor. Mm-hmm. They made, made quick conversions. So, huh. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Well, not really. Not, <laughs> I mean, oh, it's a God. Jaguar game. I just thought of that controller with that game. What? Uh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> I know. I'm not sure what that would look like. Probably not good. You just run your thumb across the 20 digital buttons at the bottom for the number <laughs> pads. Be great. Yeah. How do you do that? I need to buy this now and find out. I bet it. I bet. I bet you're right. I bet one it has is to the, be the number pads. The number pads on the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. Can't be good. Huh. We'll find out. I'll I'll order it off eBay and we'll huh. reconvene <laughs> in a month. Yeah. All right, so let's go back through and get everyone's picks uh, for the games that we would individually buy, rent, or burn. Andy, we'll start with you. Yeah. Uh, my buy is going to be Total Carnage because I think that was this would be a game that I would love to own because I would play it all the time. That seems like the type of game where if you want to sit down for a little bit and just blow off some steam, like that is the perfect game for that. And there's a lot of retro games that we play on this show that I probably would not play in this day and age. Maybe back in the day I would have loved them, but even now I probably wouldn't play it. But Total Carnage is one of those games that I would sit down and play over and over again today even. So that's definitely uh, on my radar to buy and keep (laughs) um, for my collection. Um, And then my rent is going to be uh, Simant. Because I really, yeah, I really like the idea of that game, and I think it pulls it off somewhat. Uh, I think it brought a lot of people into the uh, the the simulation games on that Super Nintendo. Like a lot of people got into those games after that, 
seemed like. Um, so I think it was a good gateway drug <laughs> to that. <laughs> um, and as, as we said, it's kind of, you know, a, a light RTS too. So it's, it's a lot of people got into that style of game as well. Um, plus just like, it's interesting, like, oh, it's a simulation game where you're an ant and, you know, you gotta look out for the other ants, you're fighting the ants, but oh, you know, the human could be walking around and it's thumping and, you know, it's, it's a huge monster that you need to avoid. So that's pretty cool too. Um, mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, my, uh, burn unfortunately is going to be Kirby and I was just, I was just, uh, talking about how the poor guy got smacked around and here I'm burning <laughs> his own game, but <laughs> it's okay. It's actually one of his abilities. He's totally fine with it. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. He's a uh, very malleable, so he'll mm -hmm. recover. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, I return to this game, and it's just not—it's just not what it used to be to me. I guess I—I I had a friend, I think, who had this game, or maybe he rented it for a party. I don't remember, but I remember having fun with it because it seemed like, oh, it's mini golf, or you know, like that style and another game. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I didn't—I really, honestly, didn't play it that much i figured i would probably played that one the most of all these and that was not the case um maybe that was because i've seen the first level about a hundred times <laughs> <laughs> yeah well that's that's a different lineup than i was expecting so that's that's interesting interesting but justin how about you i was kind of surprised uh with andy's route here um I actually, I enjoyed all of the games on this turn. Um, the one that I was most surprised I enjoyed was the one I'm going to buy, and that's going to be Total Carnage. Um, Wait, you know I picked that, right? I do, <laughs> okay. and it's a game that I would normally hate. <laughs> Based on that alone. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it act it played really well, and like Andy said, um, I can see myself, you know, sitting down and and actually playing it now still like I never played it before but it's it's a good game um my rent is actually going to be cement um I am a huge fan of Age of Empires and just those type of games and after a little bit of playing this like that's my first thought was just all the different things you got rain you got um the other ants you got the um Spiders, the, you can move rocks to protect your hole. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> they left that out of the description. Yeah. Protect your hole. Um, yeah. Um, and protect your, you, know, you can put a wall and stuff. But okay. I like to say it is protect your hole. Um, but yeah, so that's going to be my rent. Uh, my burn is going to be Kirby. Um, I think it's a, a decent game. Um, I had never played it before, but it it seems to play um kind of like you know typical mini golf games. So nothing amazing, but it, it was fun. Okay, well, I'm I'm surprised you guys both picked Total Carnage, but uh, <clears throat> it makes me very happy because <laughs> Total Carnage is one of my guilty pleasure games. It was a constant rental. Nobody owned it when I was a kid, but it was always at the local one of the local video stores, so we rented it I don't know how many times, too. I probably could have bought it three times over, I'm sure. 
But uh, yeah, it's great. I loved, I was fascinated with Smash TV. I don't know if you guys were kind of, you guys are just a little bit younger than me. So I don't know if like the constant barrage of like Smash TV and like every arcade or pizza joint you went to was kind of there. But like <clears throat> Smash TV was just like such a present force. And then when I saw this game and rented it for the first time, I was like, wow, this is kind of like a more open version of that game. And it kind of just stuck with me. And it was great couch co-op. It's it's okay on its own. Like you guys said, it's it's fun. You can sit down and waste some time and be gone. But I think with a buddy next to you, um, it becomes a lot more fun. I have to say, like, when you talk Smash TV, like, because Smash TV was always you were set in one room the whole time. Right. Like, I almost had more anxiety playing that because it's like you can't get away. Even yeah. though it was still, hey, you're still in the same frame. It doesn't matter. But at least in Total Carnage, you felt like you were in an open field, you know? But then you can, like, see some of those, like, hints back to that. Like, in some of those warp zones where, like, it does lock you in a static room, too. Yeah. And then, like, immediately, like, if you didn't already have that kind of, like, connection, you're like, okay. This definitely feels like Smash TV now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, And it's... I bought this game not too long ago i think i picked it up on a trip with you andy at one point we bought it off somebody but it's a great game i bust it out and play it every now and then and um so that's gonna be my buy i think just the cheese on it alone would be enough even if the game wasn't uh that great the campiness kind of sells me on a lot of it too um my rent i'm gonna rent kirby's dream course um honestly i kind of had a hard time picking between the two of those because I enjoyed Total Carnage more and I played it less in prepping for this episode. Just because I think like it kind of like it's a game you're going to pop in and play for a few minutes and then it's done and it's brutally mm-hmm. hard. And I sunk more time into Kirby's Dream Course, but at the end of it, like by halfway through that second course, I was just kind of like, this is well done and fun, but I'm just, I don't feel a draw to come back to this. Not like I used to. And I know I played this a lot more as a kid. I know I got to like, third fourth course i mean it happened but um it just didn't do it for me like it'd be fun to pick up every now and then so i'll rent that one and then i'll burn sim ant and it's not that i really even think it's a bad game i didn't i didn't have a lot of fun playing it but like i said like i liked a lot of what it did uh it's a cool concept i liked the art design you know the varying aspects of what you do gameplay wise and the goals um i just it was kind of cumbersome to play on the super nintendo and i just lost my patience with it pretty early in um so i'm gonna burn them their ants it's okay there's more of them in the world i think that's what people do anyways right magnifying glass right yeah we've all done it mm-hmm. <laughs> it's appropriate sadly the icon is a magnifying glass in the top left corner yeah that was a poor choice wasn't it <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's pretty yeah that's funny <laughs> so yeah they're all like uh, it was a weird one because like they're all pretty decent games like i don't yep i genuinely don't dislike any of them really so but sounds like we're gonna have to have a total carnage party soon <laughs> <laughs> do we like take our shirt off get all oiled up and get our guns out that that's is that the party or? well at the very least we get all oiled up yeah for sure <laughs> Standard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna need to do some like working out though, and my neck needs to get bulked up like four times the size it currently yeah. is. <laughs> Check back in six months.
Okay, so moving on from Byron and Burn, let's get right into the heart of the podcast. We are on the other side of E3. Uh, as the podcast, we actually did some commentary on this on our YouTube channel. You can find us Weekend Rental over there if you're kind of curious in our thoughts on PlayStation. <laughs> That's a fun one. Uh, Xbox and Nintendo's presence at E3. Um, Justin, unfortunately, you were busy. So you didn't get to uh, commentate with us on all the wonderful happenings. Let, let's hear it. Like you can, we you you got forty minutes. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> well, Monday uh, was the first day that you guys did it, and that was actually my birthday, so I didn't pay attention to really anything. Not an excuse. <laughs> yeah, I know. And the next day, I didn't have my computer set up yet. But, um, I guess mainly a couple of the games that I am interested in is Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Why? Um, Just the open world big battle that they are going to have in it, I guess. Um, Like, that's one thing I've always, on Assassin's Creed games, like, I go and try to gather as many people just so I could have that, you know, huge battle and see the combos you can get and stuff, and if they can actually do this. I'd like to see that. I know you're not a huge fan of Assassin's Creed games. Well, no, the, like, explain to me, like, I didn't catch the difference on the... Well, it's not that I'm not a huge fan, it's just that there's a new one every year, so it's hard to be excited. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, I'm not... They're gonna do, like, Turf like, War type? Is this, like, a new... Well, it's, uh, it's like a arena type thing, um, where it's, like, 300 AI people in there, versus, like, it's all against all, <laughs> I guess. Sounds kind of awesome. Yeah, and, like, depending on how it works, I don't know. I'm sure it'll be messed up because of who it's made by, but anyways. I'm just thinking of whatever game that is where you like <laughs> unleash 10,000 chickens against like six T-Rexes and you see who wins. That's kind of what I feel like this is. <laughs> well, especially like in a, yeah, especially Assassin's Creed framework. I'm thinking like 300 guys like <laughs> circling around you and one guy's attacking you while the other 299 are just waiting. <laughs> yeah, and they have like different weapons too, supposedly. So it, it'll be interesting to see it. I don't I guess I don't know how excited I am. I, if it works, I'm really excited, but it probably won't. This is, because yeah, I was gonna say this is from the team who can like animate faces on like four characters. <laughs> so with like three hundred, <laughs> it's gonna be like eyeballs uh, and feet everywhere. <laughs> Played inside. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I don't know, uh, Dying Light Two. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Andy that kind one, of like poo pooed this when we were talking, but I was super excited when he he, he said there's a new one. So I am really excited because it actually affects your decisions, affect how the game goes, I guess. So that one I'm I'm interested in. Um, I enjoyed the first one. Yeah, and to me, like the first one was like a much fuller realized successor to Dead Island, but it was still like very much a this is not a completely realized game. Uh, so if they and it was could, playable, yeah, if they could flush it out, I mean, the, I think the biggest like downfall that one had was like the last 30% of the game was kind of, by the time it got really interesting, it was already over. And then like for Justin and I, who played that whole game co-op, you play this entire game co-op, every mission, whatever. Then you get to this forced, scripted completely out of context like single player endeavor to finish the game with all of a sudden quick time events i played 30 hours of this game 
you never told me there was quick time events and now there's like a mm. 10 minute quick time event thing to finish that game <laughs> so Oof. if they can like just completely remove that introduce the grappling hook like within the first five hours of the game like i'm totally in like i loved everything it, about that game gameplay that wise. game yeah it, it played so well um like you said though the the thing that frustrated me and like i want to go back and play the dlc um, dlc but like, I'm, I'm still a like, super frustrated with that um that time event like, quick time event at the end like I don't know. Every time I think about it, I'm like, God, I hate that ending. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, this is awesome. I got this grappling hook. Like, I can traverse the game. Like, like the world's my bitch. I'm like, oh, wait, there's there was 30 minutes of this game left? Oh, thanks. Thanks for this amazing power-up <laughs> that completely changes the way I play this game. And it's over. And you lose it the next game. <laughs> yeah, it was just like, so hopefully that's back. And it's back early. I mean, if if they pull off like that branching path and like your choices make huge changes this could be like one of the greatest games ever but yeah i've heard that before like mass effect and telltale games have burned me way too much on that stuff i was gonna say this is not a studio that i expect to succeed in that area so (laughs) (laughs) i'm just excited because there's another dying light and i enjoyed the first one like if the other stuff works it's just a bonus and it would be nice if they could do four player like online co-op too instead of just two two is good but was it just two though think so yeah but maybe i'm wrong because like i think you and i were the only I thought you could playing have four. it at the time maybe you can but we were the only two that were playing and yeah, nobody yeah. else had it I, I think i think it might have been four player but. justin and i have like a really strong affection for like shitty online co-op <laughs> zombie related games for some reason <laughs> i don't know what it is but i tortured through many hours of uh uh dead island i get sick playing that game and we beat the first one. Did we beat the second one? No, because you and I but, both got to the point where I, the game was so broken that after like an hour and a half of attempts to like not glitch out in the first opening segment, we're just like, fuck this game. <laughs> <laughs> we both looked so forward to it. There's like some Best Buy sale and we're like, yeah, we're going to get through it. But you can't get through to the point where it's co-op unless you do like this scripted opening deal on the boat. And I don't know how many times it broke on both of us. And it was just like, I am. I'm done. Like this, wow. this is over. And Dying but, Light was like a much more polished version of that. So that's where like in the world is really cool. So yeah, yeah, I'm excited. It's not it's not the same studio though, is it? It's just I don't um, think it's the same like studio, but I think there people? are some of the same people that crossed over. Yeah, yeah. I think it is. It's Techland, right? I think. Well, Quicksilver did. Is it no Liquid Silver did? Deep Silver is who Deep published Silver. it, but I think it's still the same developer. I want to say, but okay, maybe it is. They have multiple teams, so that might be yeah. the yeah. issue. Yeah, whatever the Either case way, is, it, off, obvious crossover, right? Yeah, similar. Um, and then I am horrible at his names, but it, it's a samurai game. Um, Ghost of Tashumi. No. Oh yeah, that one looks great. Um, it looks amazing. I. I don't know. I guess we'll see. But the the video I watched was a, a 4K teaser trailer thing. I'm kind of like... It, well, I mentioned it on one of the videos we made for E3 coverage. It's just like, I'm so over the Feudal Japan and like Ninja stuff. Like, <laughs> honestly, it's total... This is 2003 
PlayStation era third person action game. Like how many games did we get like this back then? It's not that they weren't good or this won't be good. It's just I've done this so many times. Like I just can't it can't be that excited. Yeah, I didn't play them back then, so it works for me. Is this the Xbox one or is this the PlayStation one? It was PlayStation, I believe. Can we talk about the like oddly not racist, but poorly chosen white guy in Asian garb playing a flute at that presentation to like <laughs> intro this. Like, I mean, what? it oh, seems boy. insensitive, right? Yeah. I mean, it's not as offensive as like blackface, but there <laughs> I mean, had that whole show. I don't don't even know where to start on that. <laughs> We're in church. Here's lesbians. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was their opening. Excited for our E3 presentation? Wait 15 minutes while we shovel these fat journalists to the next location. <laughs> we had to cattle yeah. prod them over there. <laughs> oh, Sony completely dropped the ball. This E3. And like, I think so. The more they showed of Death Stranding, too, like the less. It, I am so. So not interested. I'll buy it and I'll play it. But that didn't look like anything I was interested in. I'm kind of worried about it because every time you think about it, like your everything they showed showed was like carrying packages around or like boxes, right? Right. That was the gameplay. So like, is this going to be like a risk reward thing where you're picking things up, you have to take them somewhere, and if you die, you lose all your boxes. You know, like it did almost seem a little like Metal Gear Survive ish, didn't it? Like, yeah, I, I, I know he know. didn't have anything to do with that, but did he? I don't know. Are you sure? That's the no, reveal I'm this not, whole time. I'm not he sure. still works for Konami and he made that game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When you were starting to see like that train of like floating, like box cart things following him, I'm like, what are we doing? There's invisible things. There's fetuses. There's like a weird Ghostbusters pack. Hey, I'm honest, there for that. I'm there for that stuff. I'm. Totally in for that, but I don't think this is going to end well. But there I was... want it to end well. I don't think this is going to be a good game. I don't know. They he did they did show him hold a gun at one point. That was so at least <laughs> too little, too late. At least that's something. Maybe I don't know. Sorry, I derailed us. Derailed. Derailed. And then I don't know. I, I guess Days Gone. There's a little bit on that. Um, that is one that you know I've, I've looked at, and I'm interested in it, but I don't know. I will put money on that being a piece of shit. If that score is yeah. higher than six out of ten, on average, I will be shocked. Too many years. Like, what does it bring to the table? Like, other than we can put six hundred zombies on screen that run fast. Like, okay, thank right. you. I mean, yeah. the zombie fatigue right there is a point off already, almost, right? Right. Yeah. Although, I w- yeah, I, I, I share your opinion on, like, I'm curious on it. I just don't think it is going to come together. Yeah. And that's kind of, like, how I felt with most of what I saw. I was like, yeah, I guess. I don't know. I'm not super excited about really anything unless Odyssey can get that to work. That's really my main one that I'm just like, I can't wait for if it works. I'm not getting it right away. I'll wait and see. Yeah. 
I don't know if I can do that that quickly. Like I put a lot of hours into Origins, <laughs> and then to be like, oh, a few months later, here you go again. You know, I haven't really played one since Black Flag. Oh yeah, I bought uh, the multiplayer one, whatever that was, and that was garbage. Unity. Oh yeah. Um, I played that one for, I don't know, a couple hours, but I just, I couldn't do it. Yeah. You'll love the new, the the new, uh, system that they have. It's good. I, I, I really want to play the new one, but, or not, well, the last one, um, I don't remember what it's called. You just said it, but origins, yeah. Origins. Yeah. I think like this year's E3 was tough because I think it's like, historically it's going to be arguable. Like, we'll see what happens going forward. But 2017 was probably one of the greatest years in video gaming. I mean, it was just like packed at every corner with top notch games month after month. So, I mean, what were you going to do, right? Like a lot of these heavy hitter games have been in development for years. It's weird that we didn't get anything that like blew anybody away. But at the same time, I kind of get it. Um, I still think Sony screwed up. Microsoft surprisingly did the best, and Nintendo should have thrown some Metroid Prime footage out there. They completely screwed up. Um, Smash is great. This Smash will be good, but... And I think, like, my biggest takeaway was just kind of, like, the realization that Fortnite came to the Switch, as Andy called, and, you know... They're going to announce Fortnite is available and that it's out now, which is exactly what they did. But then I think the shocker to everyone was that Epic pulled off voice chat natively on the Switch with a pair of fucking headphones plugged into your Switch. (laughs) And you've got Nintendo, whose hardware this is, selling you some bullshit online service coming out where you need to connect something through your phone through a fucking tentacle of cables back into your switch. Like, come on. I mean, (laughs) I didn't see that. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's been out for months. It's been their quote unquote solution. And Epic is just like, no, it's going to be in there. Like you can just voice chat. Got it. I mean, what the hell Nintendo? Like you just got (laughs) completely schooled by somebody putting a free game on your system and it downloaded 2 million downloads first day. On the Switch, no surprise. Wow. I'm sure we're double that now, but I think to me, like that says a lot in that we all knew Nintendo sucks at understanding the online ecosystem in gaming. And clearly, their system's capable of a solution that everyone has become accustomed to in the last decade. Um, But also, it gives me a lot of hope that. Your Call of Duties, your your Battlefront, these things that are going to get ported over to the Switch can have actual party systems and native voice chat because I think the Switch needs that if they want to. I don't know if you can call them a core sector. I, yeah, I mean, a core sector, like mainstream gamers, right? Like that's AAA. That's kind of what they want. Um, so it's nice to see that that can be accommodated and works on the Switch. And to me, that was like the biggest aha moment at this E3. Um, almost more so than anything. I think Fortnite was the worst kept secret, but I think the fact that voice chat just straight up works is amazing. Was that a condition though? Was that like, Oh, absolutely. Epic says you're going to let this happen. 
if yeah. we want it on there. So is it a one-off case, you know? <laughs> I mean, they can't control that though, right? I mean, they can they can dictate whether or not a game is playable online through their paid service, but can they really say you can't do voice chat? I don't know you can. Yeah, I don't know. Because they're not paying for the servers. They're not paying for the bandwidth. Well, that's not true. They might be paying for some bandwidth, but... The only thing would be if there's like software inside the... Between the, the game and the headphone jack, right? Sure. So you're thinking like there could be like some deep, dark secret and Nintendo's blocking it? And just let it open for Fortnite because they <laughs> said we're not going to be on there unless you do that. I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, it, it's still it, and you're probably right that it's very likely, but I think it sets a precedent and we'll see yeah. other major games get that treatment. And I think if Nintendo wants the biggest and the best and it seems like this generation they're very eager to get third party support i think they're going to realize i mean discord has been courting nintendo like several tweets now like we will make it work for you natively on your console to like avoid this whole like headphone <laughs> dumb thing like take us up on our <laughs> offer so clearly i think just i think the numbers game is going to shift and i think it'll start working hopefully in the switch's favor to like get a nice option i mean i don't maybe i'm being overly optimistic i probably am it is nintendo after all and they're bad at these things but <laughs> you're trying to predict nintendo here <laughs> right <laughs> but i mean there's like what 20 million of these things out there in the first 18 months it's a it's a big system like you know major third-party support is gonna want this stuff in their games and i think it holds a lot of people back on mm -hmm. certain types of games that would sell better if they just straight up had that. And I think Fortnite is a great first step. Maybe that's what they're waiting for, is just somebody else to do their chat system so they didn't have to. Right. Well, they don't <laughs> know how to. I think that was like, wasn't that <laughs> yeah. one of the quotes when someone was like trying to help Nintendo like set up their... Was it the Wii U? I can't remember who was talking about it. I watched some like documentary... And they were like working with Nintendo on like their network service and stuff. And like the guy was like the the third party dude who came in like helping with it was like explaining to like everybody at Nintendo, like, see, it works like this, just like it does on Xbox Live or PlayStation Network. And finally they stopped him. He's like, You need to stop referencing that stuff because nobody here has ever used that. It's just like <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> huh. So they're like in a bubble with that shit for sure. Yeah, that's not good. No. I'll tell you what, if I, if today's me went back two weeks ago, said, hey, Andy, <laughs> after E3, the game that you're going to look forward to the most is a Tetris game. <laughs> I'd have been like, what? That would have been the most <laughs> disappointing news I'd ever heard. Probably. Yeah. And like everybody was excited. Like when you tweet, I was like, what are you talking about? Like, I have no, cause you like, it must've been like right after the news drop, you like sent out a text. I was like, I what now. And then I looked at oh, it and yeah. I was like, oh yeah, this looks amazing. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. Tetris effect is going to be amazing, especially in VR, I think. And it's the same dude who did res too. Right. Yeah. And there's a level on res that they did just for VR. It's probably the most impressive thing I've seen too. Yeah, that's awesome. That drops this year or next year? Yeah, this year sometime. 
Okay. Yeah, yeah it looks very cool. It's going to be kind of similar, right? Like rhythm-based puzzle. That's what I was trying to figure out if it's like the trailer shows that it's like you want to, you know, stack blocks to a rhythm, which is different than Tetris. But at the same time, I saw like a gameplay demo of people doing it and they were they were just playing Tetris. So I don't know if it sure has any beat, beat to it at all or but either way, like the idea of virtual Tetris sounds amazing on its own yeah. and like in the right hands, which this is. It's going to be yeah. good, I'm sure. I think Tetris almost takes a backseat. You're just there for the visuals. Sure. Yeah, that'll be cool. Was there anything else that was significant in like the VR space that they brought out? Um, there was little bits and pieces of it, I guess. Not nothing crazy big, I don't think. Um, Bethesda, I think, was making Prey, like a Prey experience in VR. Um. Wolfenstein had a thing in VR. So it's just all these smaller things, I think. Same stuff, like not full games, but at the same time, I don't know if I want a full game in VR anyway. So, Right. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I I still came away from the C3, like, <clears throat> totally underwhelmed. I don't know if there's anything that, like, really... Killer Queen, we talked about that. Still excited, but... Mm-hmm. And then that, uh, what was the day by, what was the goofy ass name for that robot game on the Switch? Damon X Machina. There you go. That I'm excited for tentatively. But yeah. Nothing from the Xbox camp really excited me. It was kind of, I, I think their presentation again was the best. Uh, they came with the games and it's wanted, but everything there is like, okay, I kind of expected a lot of this. And the things that I didn't expect weren't things that necessarily jumped out at me. Yeah, very true. I mean, at I the mean, very very least, we're getting like some good games in 2019 from everyone, but yeah, nothing we didn't already kind of realize was coming. I think it's a combination of. I mean, it they've well, Microsoft flat out said it like next gen's coming. So, like all their first party studios, if they shipped a game recently, they're probably looking for next at next gen yeah. already so you don't want to announce something too too ahead of its time at that point if it's an, on a new system i guess yeah well and of course for them next gen is coming because they've lost and they're not catching up this gen like sure. we are doing awful let's focus but, on the future you have to imagine sony's gonna try and match them though yeah i agree i would think i yeah I, they will who knows so they need to pull their head out of their ass with all this cross-platform bullshit that they're doing. Yeah. Yeah, they're losing a lot of mindshare over that, for sure. But, I don't know, like, also I think E3 is just not, it's not, I don't know. Companies are starting to realize you get more buzz if you space out your announcements. And your big news, you know? Right. If you throw it all in throw it all in three days between all these different companies, it just kind of gets lost in the shuffle, right? So, Yeah. Well, and they're turning it into like a public show and all the press stuff happens before E3 even starts, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of going to become like a PAX or something. You know what I mean? Like, that's probably not a good comparison, but 
I feel like E3 is becoming more of that than an actual industry show. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, if I was Sony, why even bother? If if I was thought that was a good idea, don't even bother doing that again. You know, just show a video. <laughs> well, at least by watching that, I didn't have to go to church that Sunday. <laughs> yeah. So they officially told me that. <laughs> it counted. Yeah, and then I saw some, like, the most gruesome video games I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> right. And some weird, like, solo instrumental things for no reason. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> that whole thing was just, like, a cringe fest up until the... Up until, like, the the clip started rolling for, like, the rest of the show. Yeah. So what else is going on out there, fellas? Justin got a new gaming PC. I did. I like it. Did you need the extra like hardware and GPU for uh, 3D virtual porn, or is it for gaming? Oh, it's for gaming. Oh, that's <laughs> not the answer I was expecting. Good for you. <laughs> No, I figured I'd upgrade because I was using a laptop and it wasn't working well for streaming. So, yeah, had a pretty good sale through Dell for Memorial Day. So, I jumped on that sale, I guess. Dude, you're getting an Alienware, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's probably. VR ready, right? Like you could run VR oh, yeah. if you wanted on there. Yeah. I could. I'd have to invest in all the headset and stuff, I suppose. Yeah. VR on like P and maybe I'm wrong, but like VR on PC seems like such a crapshoot. Like as far as like individual games set up and like tweaking. Maybe I'm wrong. Not that like the PlayStation VR is like an amazing VR experience because it's not, but at least it's no. all like relatively contained. Sure, <clears throat> I'm sure there's a lot more to choose from through Steam. Yeah. Oh yeah. Than you would have on. <laughs> I don't know about quality wise. Yeah, I was gonna say like from yeah. the guy who like gets motion sick at like the second he puts on a VR headset. <laughs> Justin's probably like that's the farthest thing on his mind. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try these experimental early access VR games. <laughs> <laughs> Man dies of like brain hemorrhage in base. Arc? Uh, Arc is yes, in VR? In VR. Ugh. I don't know. There's an Arc Park, I think, or something it's called. <laughs> yeah. I just imagine that game would be terrible to play. <laughs> You're getting chased Any by game where you walk, yeah, it just doesn't seem no. enjoyable. It'd be different if you had that um, that walking thing that like, you strap so you're <laughs> standing on, like the moving yeah um, platform. Oh, like the little yeah, the bowl. Yeah, yeah. Like it'd be different if you had that, so then you actually felt like you were walking. But the game that we played at, or that I played at MGC, that just throws you off when you're walking with a controller. Mm -hmm. like, sure. I think that was the worst part of it. Like everything else I was fine with. It was the actual walking. Like as soon as I took my first step, I thought I was going to fall over. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, Skyrim VR is probably the most sick I've gotten in VR. <laughs> you you played that. that quite a bit. Yeah, it's. You ever played Doom? No, I haven't gotten to that one yet. But I think that one's more like teleporting. So that yeah, that is that bad. is teleporting. Yet that would be terrifying to me, though. Like, Doom is <laughs> intense enough. In VR, I'd probably shit my pants. <laughs> yeah. Have you played a lot of Skyrim in VR? A little bit, not too much. No, I got to the basically outside of the first, you know, tutorial part, and after that, I'm like, oh, I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> it's just too much. At the same time, like, yeah. what game should we put in VR? Oh, let's put the biggest game ever in VR. <laughs> I'm sure it's sold enough to enough people that can't play it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like the pack-in with their biggest bundle, too, so... Yeah. I suppose you could play it without the VR, too, right? Because that... Mm. Uh, I don't know. I think that's a VR-only version, isn't it? Is it a VR-only? It might be. I mean, be. but it would be displaying on the TV, I suppose. But how would you turn? Because you'd need your head movement to turn, right, camera? Well, if they take it out of VR mode, it would just be yeah, I mean, normal game, but... Yeah, that was super lame because like they'd made that special edition remaster at the same time. Like, why couldn't you just put those together and be like play it, you know, remastered all the mods, like everything you want. Yeah. Or play in VR if you want. But no, they had to yeah. make two separate versions. A little bit more money on the one of the best games ever. Yeah. Now on Alexa. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta download that. I have like a different game, like I don't know, it's like Bigfoot Hunter on Alexa, where it's like it's that it's an adventure game and you're like, go north. It's like you hear wind in the distance. <laughs> go and like I always fall in a cave and I can't get out and it pisses me off. And I've not Yeti Hunter, I think is what it's called. And I haven't gotten so, very far in it. So I'm curious to see like how much different this would be, because it's the same concept. That's crazy that, like, Zork, of all the old style of games, has come back in, like, speech form. Right. Like, is this going to be a new form of gaming? Like, <laughs> really cool. I heard somebody, like, was talking about it on a podcast today, and they made, like, this amazing... Oh, they were talking about Ultima, I think. And then, like, that tied back to, like, Dungeons and & Dragons. It's like, how cool would it be, like, for D&D fans, if you could have, like, your Dungeon Master be an Alexa app? You know what yep. I mean? Like, that's pretty legit. Like, that would be cool if somebody could pull that off. <clears throat> I don't know if that'll uh, happen. Till she, till she fucks you over. Right. <laughs> 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 yeah, I suppose, like, the downside is, is, like, you can't read die. Like, so it'd be whatever you said you got. Yeah. yeah. It's a cool concept, though. I mean, let's be honest, really, Alexa's just, like, reporting everything we do to the CIA and giving scam artists our credit cards, social security numbers, and date of birth, so. Who isn't, though? Well, exactly. the CIA and FBI get a lot of, Alexa, what do farts sound like? <laughs> That's what ours is. My favorite was, uh, I couldn't get my, for whatever reason, like, my Bluetooth speaker will not, like, stay connected for shit this summer. To my Alexa app from the house because like I set it out on the deck it's like it's worked I've done it for two years now and I was just getting like so frustrated so like two weeks ago I'm like it keeps cutting in and out and I just finally like lean my head in the door of the house I'm like 
Alexa, shut the fuck up. And she shut down. Technology. Once the, when the robots rise, I'm blaming you. Yeah. Yep. Why did you be so mean to Alexa? <laughs> She's just trying to play you music. Uh, yeah. I mean, you got that Pikachu app or whatever. I think that was you that was telling Yeah, about. my kids love that. <laughs> Pretty funny. Thunderbolt. Pikachu! <laughs> yeah. I downloaded that one on my mom's too, and she wasn't impressed. Go figure. <laughs> now you just gotta log yourself into that one so then you can play it every once in a while yeah while they're sitting there <laughs> so funny anybody played anything new lately mm. <laughs> the realm royale it's like a I don't know is that a wrestling game realm royale no, it's a uh, battle royale made by the people that made Paladins. Don't there isn't battle royale already, or isn't Paladins already a battle royale? No, it's Paladins is like Overwatch. Oh, you got like a control of zone, and then Sekira move like a point that you have to escort or whatever. <clears throat> um, but yeah, they made a a battle royale. It's Kind of interesting. It's it's pretty fun. It's an alpha right now, I guess. But I see. Kind of, kind of cartoony, like Fortnite, but you don't have to build or anything. It's just straight up shooting, finding weapons. You can upgrade your weapons and different things. Okay, interesting. I doubt I'll play it too much, but I figured I'd try it since it was kind of big on Twitch for a little while there. All about getting those streaming views, huh? Oh, I, I won't stream that game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not good at that game. That's your qualifier? Must be good to stream? Oh, it must be somewhat decent. Andy, anything you've played? No, not really. I've started up uh, a way out with my wife, but haven't gotten too far in there, so... We'll see where that goes. Other than that, not much. Play you guys are just replaying the shower over and over? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, my wife, like, she's like, it's glitching out. I can't move. Yeah, like, whatever. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> we made it to the opening segment, then she wanted to turn it off and go to bed. It was the weirdest yeah. thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, not really. Yeah, I haven't. I'm trying to think, like, since the last podcast, I don't think I've played anything new i guess i did a little bit of fallout shelter because i was free on switch that's a game i mean (laughs) it's fine it was free i did play a little bit of fortnite on switch just to see how it held up it plays really well i mean i would say you'd need to play it in docked mode because like those joy cons suck i mean you can't play it effectively I'd say your best bet is to get one of those like May flash adapter things that I've got and just hook up like a Xbox or a PS4 controller and that'll solve that. But yeah, it's 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 intact Fortnite. I mean, it's probably not the prettiest version, but it looks good enough. I mean, I think the graphical style of Fortnite hides a lot of, you know, 
imperfections. So it was good. Mm-hmm. It was responsive. Can't really complain. The biggest complaint I've seen on the, the Switch version was the viewing distance. Oh, I guess I haven't recognized people running and stuff. Sure. Or out. It's harder. But yeah, that makes sense. Especially in handheld where it's only like 720p. Big deal, I doubt. Because. Well, if it's crossplay, that kind of stuff. I suppose, yeah. Yeah, for snipers, you'd have an advantage if you were. But I. I didn't think about that that being cross. But yeah. Yeah, with everything but PS4. But no, I mean, it, it It was fine. Uh, but I think that's all I've played. I'm trying to think if I've done anything. I don't think so. I Like, it's been weird. Summer. I haven't played oh, games. Yeah, for sure. Been working and rearranging my game room. I wanted to get some boxed consoles up on a shelf, and I put up a shelf, and it held exactly two boxed NESs. So I solved exactly none of my problems <laughs> with space. <laughs> So now I'm like, well, fuck, what now? But so my game room is a complete mess, which sucks because I had it all so well organized. But we'll get there. That'll give you a reason right. for another uh, game room tour. Yeah, I know. I gotta get the, gotta get them views. Gotta get them clicks. <laughs> Not putting out other videos. It's been like a month. I'm such a lazy ass. But yeah, I gotta I gotta get it figured out. Cause yeah, that clock's ticking. 2018 game room tour. Gotta happen. Gotta happen. <laughs> Been waiting until I got hit 20,000 on my last one. I'm almost there. Oh, man. Wow. <laughs> yeah, for some asshole in his basement in the middle of North Dakota, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's a good number. You're not in the middle. Though. <laughs> well. You're on the, like, the most edge <laughs> of the possible get. Details, details. <laughs> There's nothing in the middle of the state. <laughs> You're either on one end of it or the other if you live anywhere the population. So, middle of the Midwest, how about that? Eh, that's <laughs> Northern middle. <laughs> middle of nowhere, how about that? There we go. Sure. Okay. Deal. So, I want to run a survey here on the podcast. Okay. Do you prefer physical games to digital games? Yes. Digital. I will say physical. And <laughs> the survey came out and it is exactly that. It's 66% of people prefer physical games. <laughs> so Which is funny cuz like you see the complete opposite trend happening in every retail outlet you go to. That's because of Amazon, though. Online sales. Yeah, sure. I think that's a lot of it. But, but you know, that used to be probably like 80, 90, 85% last gen, right? Yeah. So, like, you cut that down 20%. That's a lot. That's enough to probably change some stuff in brick-and-mortar retail. Yeah. Well, I think some things happened. Like, massive storage space got really cheaper this gen after we got yep. through the first iterations of consoles. And then the second thing that happened this gen is that actual good sales on digital games started happening regularly on Xbox and PlayStation and even the switch Mm -hmm. to some extent, Mm because before that was like outside of PC, like hell no, like Call of Duty Black Ops 2 is $60 from the day it launched the day. It's probably still 60 bucks on Xbox 360. 
So I and I bet if you if digital price match any retail store. Yes, they would they would I would prefer digital at that point almost. I don't know. Yeah, that was the biggest thing for me. Like I would pre-order Call of Duties, pick them up night at launch. And then within that month, they would go on sale. So I would go get my refund for the sale price because they price matched within a month. Best Buy did. Yep. Or 90 days. Was it? Really? Wow. They price match within a certain amount of time. And so I would get my money back. I usually get Call of Duty day one for half price a month later. Wow. Every year. <laughs> That's pretty solid. Huh. Yeah. But. So the funny like, part of this is like. They said of PC players, 29% prefer physical copies. <laughs> it's like. Where are they buying those? Yeah, I was going to say, like, <laughs> what did you buy? I Am Bread at Target? Because that's, like, the last <laughs> PC game I've seen anywhere. <laughs> so maybe they're, like, maybe 29% would prefer to still buy it, but they probably don't, you know? Yeah. I, I think know. those 29% are, like, avid World of Warcraft players who, like, buy, like, the deluxe box that comes out every time they do <laughs> They want expansion. the codes, yeah. Right. Like, that doesn't even come with the disc, though, and it, that comes with a code to download, yeah. doesn't it? Probably. You just enter in your account. Yeah, and why is like, that a trend now? Like, why is, like, what is, it, like, across the board, like, these ultra-premium deluxe editions, like, why are they shipping without physical games now? Because it's happening yeah. all the time. Consoles and PC. That so Red Dead weird. one doesn't even come with the game, I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the hell are you paying for? Here's your no, $300 box, plus go buy the game for 60 bucks. <laughs> The computer I just got does not have a CD drive. No shit. All. So wow, wow. Yep. I guess that's like a twenty dollars. I could have got one, though. but I was like, why? Right. Yeah. You can buy like I have no need for it. So cheap if you ever wanted to do it. Yeah. But huh. not that games. It's usually you know Steam codes. Yeah. You get I don't right. I don't know where they would find games. Yeah. It's probably like Mac. People have Macs. They don't, can't run Steam. Yeah, but I think they're heading in that direction. Like, the more you you make physical less available, right? Then it's going to trend that way. I, that number is not yeah. always going to stay that high. Like, if digital yeah. is pretty much your only option for most stuff, like Steam is, or at least PC, digital download is pretty much the only option. Like, then of course there's only going to be a certain amount that even prefer physical. And I think Steam got there because of the sales, honestly. But yeah, what I would like to see happen, like as we move towards like a digital future, is <clears throat> seeing like more cooperation between something like the Video Game History Foundation and like actual devs, where they provide like willingly a ROM that goes into a depository to like save these pieces of video game history. Um. Because otherwise, like, I'm just so afraid that a lot of amazing stuff will just forever be lost to time. Well, even on a patch level, like... Exactly. Right, No Man's like, Sky is a complete different game. <laughs> yeah, you cannot put that in and, like, do shit. There's... That's that's a great... Like, even last gen, there's, like, 360 games that straight... Like, follow New Vegas. If I yeah. put that into a brand new Xbox in 20 years and there's no download, that's broke. Good luck playing that. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's an excellent point. And like that's where I hope that I mean 
it's it's like one of those things though, like right, like our company's gonna do that. They're probably not going to, but it's gonna be sad because like all these people put like their heart and souls into these games and when these services and like I always hear people talk about like Justin knows because we've had these conversations like when we play with like large groups, people are like, Well, you you can just go on and download it. I'm like, sure. But if you are telling me PSN will exist in 2045. I'm probably going to have to call bullshit on you because <laughs> we don't know that, you know, like let's, let's make sure these games aren't lost. So many of the games though, that a lot of pot, uh, I guess, you know, um, kind of a hard thing to say, I guess, but some of the more popular games from, um, aspects of that would be, you know, you got the call of duties, those you're not going to play years down the road, so a lot of people don't care about those. Um, the games like you're referencing would be, I suppose, um, what Zelda stuff like that, or like Andy was saying, No Man's Sky. Like some of the people, it doesn't affect them at all. Like for me, I don't play any of those games. My games would be Call of Duty or sports or ones like that. Like digital is fine for me, and if they don't have PSN. 20 years from now good because yeah. i wasn't gonna play them games again yeah. well and, like, and not like, good but i guess not, like kind of what i'm getting is it's not like that you have the want to go back and play them it's just like it is an art form right like there should be a way yeah. to preserve it like even if nobody ever wants it there should be like a you know library of congress version of like video games so some grad student <laughs> in 60 years can reference this game that nobody's ever played like frog fractions should be, you know what I mean? I, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I see what you're saying. And like, I, I know what you're saying. I it's agree. just, it's, it's tough. Cause both sides it's, I mean, it's vastly to the point where it's almost impossible for a lot of, I mean, right. destiny, Fortnite, like those, yeah. you can't, there's it's, no, there's no like one version of that game anymore, you know? Right. And so many games are sent out with a day one patch to make sure the game is playable. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know. That's just how it is now. And if, if you were to put the game in 20 years from now, it's like you said, not playable. And I don't see any way to preserve the game. Like, there'd be so much money that put into it. I don't know. It'd be nice. Yeah. So basically, your counter point to to my wanting to preserve video games as an art form is meh. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Which I would assume that there's a uh, lot. Yeah, of other no, and I'm, that, I, I, like, yeah, you're not wrong. But the majority of the market that, like, where I come from, is gonna not care. We come from oh, the same for sure. Place. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't play the same games you do. Uh, I play a lot of different games than you do, actually. I don't play much for single player. At some point, though, we're all going to get too old to play the new games, right? We're not going to be interested in the new games. So we're going to be like, oh, I got to play the old ones. Or, you know, play the ones that, at least where I stop. Like, I <laughs> see it all the time. Like, 40, 50-year-olds, they keep playing the same game forever that 
and it was like PS2 games, you know? Yeah. And at that point, then I could see where that like PSN and stuff going down would be an issue, but I don't know. There's probably not a lot of people like that either. I don't know. It's just so hard to even imagine PSN going down. Like, I can understand them, you know, shutting them, shutting it down for older gen consoles as the new ones come out. But you'd have to think there's always going to be some sort of PlayStation Network. But that doesn't affect, you know, yeah. Yeah. what we were talking about anyways. But No, yeah. I know. I'm so glad SecondNet's still up and running. <laughs> I have all the confidence in the world that there will be a PlayStation Network in the future. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least me and Ryan love our physical copies, but that doesn't come with like all the greatest news all the time either. Um, some of that is infuriating, like PlayStation 4 announcing another greatest hits lineup. They're, and they're doing what now? They're doing greatest hits again. Okay. Um, so they're gonna have a whole lineup of twenty dollar PS4 games. Sure, great news. A lot of them have been twenty dollars. I was for gonna forever. say they're like ten after the first like four months. Right. So there's a few that have dropped. You know, like Yakuza Zero is a pretty big drop to, down to twenty at that point. But of course they had to do it. The cases are red. So, uh, if you're a collector, that is some grade A horseshit. What's the first? Why? What are the first few games that they said? Uh, there's like 20 of them, I think. I I don't remember all of them. It's a lot of first party stuff, obviously. But it's like kind of weirdly late into the life cycle to announce that now, right? Yeah, I feel like normally greatest hits came into play like within the first two years. Or am I wrong? I don't know. PS3 kind of got into that a little bit later too, yeah, and they were they were red too. But but yeah, this is the cases themselves are going to be red, not and the artwork too. But so you're going to have blue cases and red cases on your shelf, maybe possibly. I it is funny, like why even? Because it costs them more, right? To like get a different mold color and like different label art like who really cares like slap a little gold seal on the label that says greatest hits and on the disc and call it good that'll annoy people less and it's more cost effective right and they've been doing it already like bloodborne and uncharted and ratchet and clank they've all been twenty dollars for like a couple years now (laughs) right like that was their retail price so i don't get it yeah I mean, I guess the timing is right for the PlayStation, right? Like, they've reached market saturation. Like, how are you going to get new people in? Well, like, a really, you know, get your mom and dad to see, like, a really cheap game or grandma on the shelf, you know. Not grandma on the shelf. (laughs) (laughs) I guess there is some merit to the branding of it, I guess, if you don't know. Like, Gray's Hit probably means it's a pretty good game then. Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes not so much. Yeah. Wasn't Tetris Plus greatest hits for PlayStation? (laughs) Yeah, that's Tetris, though. 
that's always going to be a greatest hit. I wonder if it's like a literal thing, like they used to be like a certain, it it sold this many million or whatever. And it became. I was going to say it was quantity sold. So does that mean we're getting Minecraft greatest hits? (laughs) (laughs) That's like, yeah, who knows? They'll do another print run of Fortnite where it's just (laughs) 20 million copies given away free. (laughs) Greatest hits. It's Actually, an instruction that would, sheet on how to download it. That would make some money, so Epic, you can take that one. Do it. <laughs> mm, it's funny. I it's hadn't not old that. enough. It's not old enough to be a greatest hit. It's got it's to it's stand the greatest. test of time. It's got to stand the test of time of video game preservation to be an all-time great video game. There we go. We brought it full circle. Two against one. <laughs> Uh, man. <laughs> Alexa, open Zork. You are standing in an open field west of a White House with a boarded front door. There is a small mailbox here. Open mailbox. Opening the small mailbox reveals a leaflet. Read leaflet. Welcome to Zork. Zork is a game of adventure, danger, and low cunning. In it you will explore some of the most amazing territory ever seen by mortals. No computer should be without one. On to the fail bag, where we answer questions from 20-year-old magazines as if they were addressed to us, so we can help these guys. Or um, girls. <laughs> girls. And it, I can tell you for a fact at least one girl here, so... Um, our first one, hey guys, Game Genie is legal. It is officially 18. (laughs) You can do whatever you want to a Game Genie now. Um, (laughs) Sven from Austin, Texas is asking a couple questions about the Game Genie. First of all, I'd like to congratulate you on your totally awesome magazine. It blows the others away. But I have some questions on the Game Genie. I've heard that the genie shortens the lifespan of a game. What does that mean? And does the genie damage the system? How much does it cost? And would you recommend getting it? Thanks. Is genie the name of your uncle who's sliding his (laughs) genitals into your cartridge? Because then maybe it does. That is going to, yeah, that's going to shorten your lifespan. That kind of trauma. <laughs> I have all this buildup on my cartridge. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know that I ever heard like the rumor that the genie was damaging games back in the day. That never. Not damaging. I mean, I is <clears throat> if he's talking lifespan, maybe that means like you're not getting the longevity of the game. Right, because well, yeah, of, you're cheating, right? Like infinite right, life you, and health. You're going to beat a game in a half hour compared to you know whatever. Yeah. So I think he's taking that the other way, where it's actually damaging and breaking the games. Maybe I don't know. Could be. Well, there was a kind of that thing with the NES version, right? Because of, like the way the toaster worked, I think it added to the pin system becoming looser, so it became harder for like an original NES to read games, but still I never sure. knew anyone with a game genie and an NES who 
their game and or system did not work. Right. No. I remember hearing people talk about the Game Genie wrecking games. Really? But I never had any issues. Yeah. I feel like those were the people that also either didn't didn't get one that wanted one or were <laughs> purists, right? It was like a like oh that's not how you beat games. You need that to beat games. Oh, plus it breaks your system, right? Yeah, I, I, I guess it could be. I don't know. It's uh, I I don't see it being an issue with breaking them though. Like I think that would be more the elitist than you know perfectionist. I suppose. Yeah. I was the first person to have a Game Shark in my school for Pokemon, and I was the most popular guy in that school for probably a few months. Did you like twelve people in that school? Oh no, it was a, it was <laughs> quite a few. <laughs> <laughs> they had a, so Game Shark for the Game Boy. Yeah, and you could generate any Pokemon you wanted to. So obviously, like. You generate the best thing and trade them off to your friends, you know? Ah, see, I missed I, out on this. this is cool. I'm pretty sure I've made a few quarters. <laughs> Did you invest it into <laughs> stocks and now you're a millionaire? Well, no, you have to reinvest. I bought more game sharks. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, so there was like Game Shark. I didn't realize Game Shark was out for those consoles. Yeah, they're kind of screwed Shark... up because it flips it ar- the cartridge around the other way on the Game Boy. So like, you get to look at like the artwork of the game you're playing? Yeah. It's upside down, but... Oh. It's so, like you put the game in upside down like on the back of the handheld? Yeah. Yep. Weird. Because it kind of like loops it around. It does like a U-turn off the back of the thing. Hmm. The more you know. So to answer his question, no, you dummy. If you <laughs> want to cheat, just cheat. Your game's gonna work. Yep. Honestly, like, I think this magazine actually recommended it too. They thought, you know, they're saying, "Oh, it's a great product," you know. Yeah, I mean, which is Nintendo didn't think so. Right. Yeah. <laughs> But it's it's as far as even like once you get into video game preservation again, like hey, let's keep any- this civilized. Things have just <laughs> calmed down over here. We're a happy podcast again. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like it changes the way a game is is played for sure. So yeah, it changes your eventual view on that game, and I guess the artistic value of that game a little bit. But on the plus side, or on the opposite end of that, like you can just play through the game that you like, and then if you want to get some extra life out of it, you can use the game genie to just screw around with it and like probably get more fun out of it than you would have otherwise. So yep, uh, something like Total Carnage. That is a game I would put infinite lives on. Yes, I was gonna say I would love. There's got to be a code. I'm gonna have to find it. Oh yeah, but something like Sim Ant, I. I think that destroys the game if you can just all of a sudden like generate as many ants as you want or, you know, 
Yeah. You still got to do it, though. At least once. <laughs> yeah. How many ants would it take to murder that dog? That's what we need to find out. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I I guess I was a big proponent of cheating devices. If I was old enough to get girls that way, I'm pretty sure I would have. <laughs> I was just going to say, what do you want, Tinder? <laughs> <laughs> hey baby check out my game genie <laughs> jennifer which she lists her email address so if you really want to get a hold of her it's jen at genorama.org i think she's she likes her name <laughs> <laughs> the title of this question or statement i guess it says wife beats husband but before you go off the rails here, uh, <laughs> rein it in a bit. I first ran into Typing of the Dead in my local Dave and Buster's. Yes. And I was, I was immediately hooked. I can't shoot with a darn, and I constantly forget to reload. But boy, can I type. I thought it was really great that Sega put out an arcade game for someone who wasn't coordinated enough to shoot or punch five buttons at once. I was very excited to hear it was coming over to the Dreamcast. Now I hope I can find a keyboard for it. I am a video game playing girl, and now there's a game I can finally beat my husband at. Yeah, it's a great game. Yeah, I <laughs> I don't think they did anything other than that, though. So, Jennifer, you're really good at typing the dead for a good long while, I think. Also, it does get a PC port if you don't want to track down a Dreamcast keyboard. So. Yeah, there you go. There's that. How long does your husband want to play Typing of the Dead with you? <laughs> right. How many times can you say, I want bananas or the aardvark in the yard? It's just <laughs> Eventually that wears thin, but it takes a while. Yep. Then you move on to Mario's Teaches Typing. Mm-hmm. The random one letters. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> great game they should have made it both ways like you could play with a yeah why wasn't that like just another mode on the original disc yeah i suppose it's faster to always shoot i guess but it would have been fun co-op nonetheless hmm. i'm kind of surprised i didn't know dave and busters went back that far like early 2000s yeah, I guess I had never heard of them until like mid two thousands at least. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't know there was—I had no idea there was an arcade version of this. No. Could you imagine the maintenance on a keyboard and hooked oh, to an arcade how, game? How disgusting that would be! Ugh. Oh, it's like six pounds of fucking skin flakes in the bottom of that. Yeah. And chewing gross. Gum. Like the D and E keys are always missing for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty gross. Yeah. They're talking about, uh, uh, Japanese fighting game coming for the PS2 that is typing. Really? But I have no idea what that is. Hmm. Kind of want to find, figure that out. But that's maybe after the show. Um, and our last question comes from Nicholas. 
from Long Beach, California. <clears throat> the company that publishes games on the Switch? Uh, it's a little bit different than that. Okay. Um, yeah, that's, that's more, this is just a dude. Okay. That, that, that other thing is just like a money grubbing company that will put anything out on a Switch for a dollar. Yeah, you get keychains. <laughs> okay. <laughs> nice manuals, I guess. Their cases aren't red. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yet. Uh, Nicholas says, I'm totally fed up with video games based on cartoons. They're way too hard. They're supposed to be, they're, spo- they're supposed to appeal to kids and usually have great graphics and funny storylines, but games like The Tick, mm-hmm, Adventures of Batman and Robin and Exo Squad have levels that are so long and difficult, they're frustrating, not fun. Yeah, that's 100% agree there. Okay, I, and also, like, I would just say that all of those, like, teeter on not really made for kids cartoons. They are cartoons that are aired to kids, but contain strong amounts of, like, adult humor and sensibilities. So, yeah. It's not like we're talking, like, well, you have this, like, frickin' video game adaptation. A tailspin is just way too hard. I mean, come mm. on. Mm. The tick that is, one is the tick is an adult it, game or an adult <laughs> show and a shitty game and a boring fucking game. Yes. <laughs> and that what was the third yeah. one? Exo Squad. I, I forgot that existed. I fucking loved yeah. that show. What did that? What did that come out on? That's a Genesis game, I believe. Oh, my, I need to buy this now. Please be cheap. Let me. Ah, uh, yeah, it is. I'm pretty sure. It was such a good show. I I thought I mean I think Adventures of Batman and Robin Art is pretty decent for a beat 'em up game. Yeah, I don't but, think it's very diff I mean it's difficult, but not any more so than anything else in that genre. No. And that has good graphics and great music. But uh yeah, I for the most part, like if you get into the really early, like educational stuff, obviously that's a lot easier. I can kind of see this guy's point. There's no real middle ground, right? <laughs> Back in those days. Either yeah. you're like an educational game and this is for your kids, just let them float right through it. Or it's, uh, we we don't want you to rent this game and we're going to make it hard as balls. Sorry, I've been distracted with looking up Exo Squad. <laughs> it's $11 loose. I'm buying it. <clears throat> Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's tough to say because it's like back in that era, like every game was a little bit harder than it probably needed to be for the sake of longevity. But like even look at the Disney games like Aladdin and Lion King. Those games were not simple. I mean, they definitely presented a challenge, too. But like we all played them as little kids and I remember beating those games. So. Mm-hmm. Maybe the problem isn't that these games are difficult. Maybe it's that you're bad at gaming, <laughs> Nicholas. <laughs> Except with the tick, that's just a broken mess of a game. I can't speak for Exosquad, uh, but yeah, get good. That's what we're saying. Yeah, maybe you need baby games. Get good, kid. <laughs> Mario yeah. 
is missing is where you need to start. <laughs> At the same time, like there was obviously cartoon, like there was a lot of games that just weren't good quality either. <laughs> yeah. That were simple, great. You know, Wait, cash you mean to them. tell me that people will take licenses of things we all know and love and try to sell us shitty half-baked games to get our money? It did happen back in those days. Not like, now. Unbelievable. They don't make licensed games anymore. Unbelievable. <laughs> they just make Lego everything. When I saw Pop, Lego is incredible <laughs> too, I was like, are you effing kidding me right now? Like, did this just happen? That seems ridiculous. Yes, that's a little bit too far, I think. As long as it stays at that, like if we're going pop, Funko, Funko Pop games across the board, I'm out. Can't do it. Gears of War, Funko Pop, cross Lego Marvel Ultimate Alliance. That's going to be the next. <laughs> it's happening. And then like they're going to be toys to life. Like somehow that new like ship game is going to be in there too. <laughs> it's going to happen. Okay, that's all I have. Uh, Justin, you want to take us out? All right, so like Ryan had said, um, you can find everything Weekend Rental at weekendpodcast.com. Um, you can find our links to our Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Um, we do have email. Uh, you can email any questions, comments, pictures, concerns. Um, that's weekendrentalpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on iTunes and Google Play. Um, go ahead and leave reviews on there. As always, be kind. Rewind. Bananas. 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 I want bananas. That hoe was a co- I, That hoe was just. Oh, I can't say it. I broke the. I ruined the joke. Timing's done. <laughs>